Welcome to Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. Trudy is the daughter of Jeanette and Truett Kathy, founder of Chick-fil-A. And like her dad, she is a beloved leader, communicator, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, Trudy will share a heartwarming collection of true stories with lessons she's learned along the way and remind you that the legacy you'll leave then is the life you're living now. Here now is your host, Trudy Kathy White. Welcome to this week's episode of Along the Way with me, your host, Trudy Kathy White. Okay, I feel I really need to be honest with you and tell you that getting into podcasting these last few months has required me to learn some new technology. It seems technology changes overnight. As soon as you think you know how to use a device, people have moved on to something shinier and more advanced. My husband, John, he has a real knack for learning new tech, and I call him my in-house IT support guy, so he's helped me a lot to stay up to date and somewhat confident when it comes to using devices, but that doesn't mean I didn't record an entire podcast episode before realizing I hadn't actually recorded anything. Hmm, Seems the Lord knows just exactly how to keep me humble, right? Now, on my last episode... I told you how I like to keep an intentionally full schedule. And thank goodness for technology because it has transformed how I'm able to do that, giving me access to my calendar from multiple devices and the ability to schedule and make plans years in advance. Even if you don't consider yourself a planner, technology has turned most of us into future thinkers, whether we want to be or not. Smartphones, tablets, Laptops and even smartwatches have given us a million different ways to kind of plan out how, when, and where we'll spend our precious time. As young adults, we plan where we'll go to college, and then we plan our academic schedule. We plan where to work, where to live, when to get married, and when to have children. We plan vacations and where and how we'll spend retirement. Funny enough, Few of us plan the only thing we're all guaranteed in the future, our life on this earth coming to an end. We live and die by our plans. And surprises? Well, yes, surprises can be nice as long as they don't interfere too drastically with our plans. Don't you sometimes feel that way? Like, for instance, a virus that counsels life as usual for the foreseeable future. I'm reminded often in this season that we're all in of two verses from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, which says, The mind of a person plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Later in chapter 19, Solomon reiterates the same thought in verse 21. Many plans are in the person's heart, but the advice of the Lord will stand. Sometimes, especially if we're very rigid and clinging to our own plans, it threatens to get in the way of what God wants to do in our own lives. As scary as it sounds, Christ's followers are called to place their plans under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Sometimes this may mean letting go of our own will altogether. When I was a teenager, I often thought about missionaries and imagined what their lives must be like, serving God in faraway places experiencing the wonders of an exotic culture, and learning a new language, it all sounded somewhat intriguing to me and quite adventuresome. My youthful heart was open to such an adventure. I could even envision myself serving the Lord in some international settings. In high school, 
my friend Lynn and I often discussed what we thought our futures might hold, as high school girls often do. On several occasions, our conversation included talk of the mission field. We both decided that if we never married, we would spend our lives as missionaries. If we couldn't find husbands, we might as well live overseas. A good backup plan for adventurous girls, right? Kind of sounds like fun, don't you think? Well, following high school, I headed off to Samford University in Birmingham, Alabama. And wouldn't you know it, my first roommate, Leslie, had been raised in the Philippines with first-hand experience on the mission field. She had never lived in the United States and taught me so much that freshman year. Adjusting to American culture was not easy for her, but the Lord blessed me by putting the two of us together. Leslie's stories about life in the Philippines and her extensive travel always held my interest and left me with an appetite for world travel. But more and more, my heart longed for marriage, children, and settling down close to my childhood home in Atlanta, Georgia. And sure enough, a few years later, I was indeed someone's wife. John and I had gotten married, finished college, had our first child, and now John was halfway through law school. We were living in Birmingham, but I had strong hopes that as soon as he graduated, we would be moving back to Atlanta. In the meantime, we were actively attending and serving in a local church. Our life together was moving along according to plan. My plan, of course. And we were happy. Until one Sunday afternoon. It was shortly after church and we were in our apartment and our daughter Joy was taking a nap. And then John and I were talking and almost out of the blue, John looked at me and asked, What would you think if I told you that the Lord was stirring in my heart about foreign missions? Well, without even blinking an eye, I answered, Oh, John, I don't think anything of it. God put us together, and if God is going to tell you to do something like that, He's going to have to tell me too. I mean, surely He's not going to send one of us into international missions without the other, and I don't sense God calling me to do that at all. Besides, I thought to myself, that's just really not part of my plan. John seemed to think my response made good sense. Maybe he wasn't being called right now anyway. So he said, okay, Trudy, maybe we should just pray about it and talk later. John wisely was not going to force what he perceived to be God's plan on me. He was going to trust God and give him time to work in the situation if this was truly the Lord's will. Over the next two years, I watched as God worked in John's life and his heart. And slowly, I began to recognize God's tugging on my heart towards towards foreign missions since I was a child. Yet my heart was not prepared to embrace the change of plans, at least not the way John seemed to be. A deep sense of conviction and disquiet took over my heart, especially when missionaries would share at our church. I didn't want to be disturbed by this calling. John would soon finish law school and Then we would move back to Atlanta. I had been in Birmingham for six years by then, and I was ready to live near my family, build us a home, have more children, send John off to work with a kiss, and enjoy life as we raised our family around all the people and places that were dear to me. Just the thought that those plans might somehow be interrupted really troubled me. To quiet my discomfort, I found myself developing a habit of tuning out any impulse or reminder of considering international work. If I did pay attention, I sensed a tug at my heart that maybe God was pulling me in that direction. 
but I didn't want to be sensitive to his leading in my life in that area. I just didn't really want to listen and certainly wasn't ready to obey. This went on for about a year and a half. John finished law school. We were finally moving back to Atlanta, and my plans had worked. Two years passed in Atlanta. We had a lovely home just 10 minutes from my parents, and we're blessed with a second child. My husband John was working at Chick-fil-A home office with my dad, and I was living out my dream as a wife, a mother, and raising children near their grandparents. But something wasn't quite right. John and I felt a restlessness that we couldn't quite explain. What was that all about? After all, this is what we had wanted. Life was good, but why didn't it feel better? The topic of missions came up from time to time. We discussed it, but I was still really hesitant. Occasionally, the thought crept into my mind that maybe life didn't feel better because we had gone on our own plans instead of better seeking out God's plan for us. And then one day, a day I'll never forget, something happened. I remember that day so well. The house was quiet. I had just put the children down for a nap and sat down on the sofa in our den. Music played softly as I was reading from my Bible. God's presence in that moment was unmistakable to me. It was during that time that I experienced a strong prompting from God and clear understanding that without a doubt, God wanted us involved in international work and to use us to serve others overseas as missionaries. It was obvious in those moments. He had gifted me with the ability to raise a family overseas and to work with people from other cultures. The words of the song that I'd been listening to rang heavy in my heart. If I could just see the world the way you do, Lord, I'd serve you more faithfully. That night, I told John what I'd experienced and how God had powerfully touched my soul that day and that I was finally ready to accept God's plan for our lives. We discussed why accepting the call to be missionaries had been such a hard decision for us, acknowledging that we had been holding on to things way too tightly, to our own hopes and our own dreams. We couldn't bear the thought of leaving our parents, grandparents, siblings, our church, or even the comfort of our own home. We began to take these things before the Lord to say, Father, we want to give these back to you because we know they came from you. We don't want to hold on to them so tightly that they keep us from doing what you want us to do. The time came when we needed to take the next step of obedience. We wrote a letter to a mission-sending organization at that time, the Foreign Mission Board, now the International Mission Board, in Richmond, Virginia, and told them that although we didn't know anything about being missionaries, we were interested in knowing if God could use us somewhere to carry out His plans for our lives. You know what? Letting go of our plans and seeking earnestly after God's changed our lives forever in such a great way. I don't know why that surprised us or even why we delayed so long in our obedience to God. Because after living overseas as missionaries for 10 years and serving with the International Mission Board for an additional 10 years, both John and I would go back and do it again in a heartbeat. God continues to keep our eyes open to needs around the world through the nonprofit that we've co-founded together, LifeShape. Even though the Lord's plans has taken us down other paths, we strongly feel international work will always be a part of who we are and a part of our lives. And should He surprise us both and call us to pack up our bags and move again, even at this stage in our lives, 
I pray and believe we'd be willing to set aside our plans and embrace whatever He has in store for us. Because here's what I've learned. His ways are always better than anything we could possibly plan for ourselves. The last part of verse 5 in Joshua 22 says, Love the Lord your God. Walk in all His ways. Obey His commands. Hold firmly to Him and serve Him with all your heart and all your soul. When we hold our own plans with open hands, our hands are free to firmly hold on to Him, as this verse urges us to do. What might you be holding tightly to that you feel the Lord is prompting you to let go of? It may be your own life plans, similar to my story, or it may be something a little less noticeable. Unforgiveness, your past, anger, bitterness. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, let go and let God. I pray today that would be your story, that you would let go of the things the world persuades us to cling to and let God transform your heart as you cling to Him, that your heart would be open to His calling and His leading. This podcast has been one of those things for me, letting go and looking past my discomfort, insecurity, and possible failures to serve Him with all my heart and soul. I pray He has used it to bless and encourage you every step along the way today. That concludes our time together for today. To find out more about Trudy, visit TrudyCathyWhite.com or follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. By pondering the lessons in this podcast, you'll move one step closer to having your own meaningful collection of lessons you've learned along the way.